0: guys, welcome back to the drop with Frank and Brian. Uh before we get started in this week's episode, we just want to let you guys know that we have something awesome going on. We're doing another giveaway on our website and this time we're giving away a Legacy Sliding Ragtop. Uh all you got to do to enter is go to either one of our sites, livelifecustom.com or grinder-tv.com. And for every $5 you guys spend, you get one entry into the drawing.
1: Yep, and if you just want the details, go like go to the websites, click on the giveaway tabs. Is yours a giveaway tab? What does it say up there? Mine
0: is just a banner on the front of the website.
1: Just a banner, and mine says giveaway on the top of the website. And uh, we should be adding some more products to the website soon, too. And Frank, you just added banners. I just added new hats. So Go check them out. Yeah, go check them out. Enjoy the episode.
0: All right, welcome to the show. Episode number five, I'm Frank. No, episode number six, I'm sorry. Episode Episode number number six. six, I'm Frank, Custom Life. And I'm Brian Grinder TV, and today's topic we're gonna to be talking about mini trucking in general. But first, before we yeah. get started, I have my mic stand this week. You do? I do. I'm like, I'm like in it now. I feel so yeah, professional. But it, I like how you have, I like how you have it kind of set up a little different. Yeah, yours is like kind of like pointing. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter as long as it works. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so it seems to be working. How you doing in the heat? I looked at the weather today. It's not Oh, I'm just not leaving my house. <laughs> um yesterday uh Mike Milan
1: uh met with Dino down at uh the where Dino's get down is gonna be. He's actually moving it again this year. Mm-hmm. Um just uh was it Westgate there in Glendale, but now he's moving it to where the Cardinals play, the NFL Stadium. Oh, cool. So they went Mike's like hit me up in the morning, he's like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna come meet us at five, and I was like, Yeah. And then just the day drag on, and like at four o'clock, I was like, "I'm not going." Just too and hot. He's like, "How are you gonna? Yeah,
0: how you gonna leave me hanging?" I said, "Dude, no, <laughs> it's it. It's I was looking at the weather. It's like what 115 this weekend. This weekend,
1: yeah. Jeez. Right now, it's uh, it's only 105. Yeah, it's it's only about 95 here. Yeah, so it's gonna get to 109 today, and then yeah, 110." 111 this weekend as a, um, as Erica would say, that's disrespectful hot. It is. But I mean, and
0: it's the funny thing is it's the topic every year, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's, does it get kind of old? Like, you know, there's some people like tall people always like the first people, like when people meet tall people, the first question they ask like, Oh, how tall are you? Or do you play basketball? So living in Arizona in this extreme heat, you must get sick of people asking like, does it get hot there? <laughs> no but it's you know it's funny is like every when we go to car shows
1: and stuff do you notice the very there's two questions uh-huh. there are two two intros one is how was the drive mmm two and then it goes right into weather yeah drive weather the weather Those on the drive to, the, yeah the topics is, is always weather so it's small talk. It's just one yeah it is it is small talk but it's important
0: small talk it, it breaks the ice. So. It's a dry heat. (laughs) So it's a dry heat here, too. It's just not 115 dry heat. (laughs) I would rather
1: be outside right now in 110 than 90 in humid.
0: Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. So now that we got the small talk weather out of the way, (laughs) let's talk about today's episode, which is mini trucking. And, uh, you know, this is an interesting topic, just one, because like, not only that's like uh, the theme of kind of what we do, you know, it's, it does vary, you know, it's, it's not just mini truck centric, but it's sort of like where we came from, right. Or who we are or like what we identify with the most. I think it's, it's, well, it's definitely what our entire lives are surrounded. I think so. You know, but surrounded by or made up of, or, it's the only thing I kind of know. Yeah, same, same here. And it's an interesting thing to say mini trucking or that you're a mini trucker, you know, um, just because like, it's like such a, uh, it's not a specific term. I mean, although it is our main, not main focus, but although our, some of our focus is mini trucks, the word mini truck is sort of like a, a blanket kind of term you know because like we don't yeah. not everybody in the in the mini truck scene drives mini trucks i mean it's a pretty you know uh diverse scene as far as vehicles are concerned you know it's not just mini trucks it's full size cars it's old cars it's new cars it's lift it's even lifted trucks you know
1: it's always been lifted trucks though cuz you may remember back in the 80s mini truck and magazine had at least one lifted truck you know per issue mini truck and lifted trucks were a big part of mini Trucking back then
0: yeah yeah. And, and kind of today too, but I think it's changed like back then. Like I don't see too many of those like traditional, like lifted huge, big, oh, no, big it's, lift off on forties, de- you know, or 44s. It's no, changed it's, it's definitely. definitely,
1: it's definitely changed. I mean, that, that kind of went away in the, I want to say the early two thousands, late nineties, the guys that were still doing it were like, uh, Toys R Us, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're still um, building what, those kind of trucks. They're still cruising around. Yeah. And he's, yeah, exactly. But there, that's definitely a different scene than say, like, I don't know, what do you call it? The
0: American force scene. So it's kind of in like being on traveling so much. And it's funny they are talking about lifted trucks first and not, you know, bag mini trucks, but talking about lifted trucks, like traveling the country and going to both coasts and seeing, you know, the scenes in different places, it's, it's a different scene on both coasts. So like, to me that like really big, you know, huge lift, billet wheels, stretch tires, which actually started, we can get into the nuts and bolts of it, which actually started as like a Hawaiian thing and then a central California thing, but now lives in that space of the East coast. But, um, on the West coast, those trucks aren't really around. you are starting to see them pop up here and there, but that's not the lifted truck in like the West coast, like SoCal scene out here. It's more like a pre runner type look, you know, kind of more function uh, function over form out here, you know? Uh, well, I, not really. Cause it's more bro dozer. It which is not a be. really
1: a, well yeah but it's still not a function over form type thing some of them are you know what i mean some of them like uh, the the pre-runners and stuff like that no what are the they're not they're not there's not they don't function there's no function over form with a pre-runner i mean unless that thing's a full long travel you but know but there's what I mean? a
0: few out there well i mean it's just like anything it's just like anything there's like a uh there's like a proper look and and we this kind of segues right into the mini truck stuff too there's like a proper look, and we're talking about pre-runners specifically. So a proper pre-runner is, like you said, something with a mid-to-long travel suspension that goes out to the desert and does a specific thing, right? So those trucks look really cool. Aesthetically, they look really cool. So then you have these like proper trucks, but then you have people trying to emulate that look. And by doing so, that's when it starts getting to the, the non-functional part. Guys, now yeah, which of, is I would I would say which is ninety percent of your lifted trucks. I would say yeah,
1: that's Pre, fair. Pre runners, whatever. I mean, and that's fine because if you're in Southern California,
0: you're ninety percent going to be on the asphalt. Yeah, right. except for you know, where I live. So. I live sort of like in the not necessarily the the uh, off road capital of Southern California, but pretty close. Like I live out in the, pretty close to the yeah. high desert. So maybe maybe my perspective is warped because you know when I'm out and about. I see all these trucks. So I like where I live, there's the main basically vein from the freeway out to the desert where people race. Mm -hmm. So I see hundreds of rigs, you know, going up and down and those are like proper pre-winter trucks. So maybe my perspective is a little skewed on that. Yeah. And they're probably still not proper Uh, unless they're
1: on a a trailer. Most of them are on a
0: trailer.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. I know. It's funny when you say SoCal and then you think like, I am in SoCal and I also live in the desert. Yeah. It's like it's like not just city after city after city. Like, I live in so a unique area. I live in a very yeah. unique area. But anyway, um, unique unique is a good word for it, Frank.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so you know, we, we got on that topic, but we are talking about mini trucking, and I wanted to start the conversation. I'm going to break this down into pieces. Um, the first piece is just sort of like what we like about mini truck and you know, how we, we don't have to go into so much depth cause we've done that before. Like our history yeah. is about joining clubs and stuff like that. But I just kind of want to do a quick summary of like exactly what we like about it, what we love about it and what continues to drive us to these shows. Yeah. Well, and I also think that these topics are going to expand on our history
1: too, mm-hmm. because when, when, after we did that whole first episode or even the, the second one where we were talking about ours. We left so much out. Oh, yeah. So when, when we revisit these topics of mini trucking or, or whatever it is, it's going to expand on the history as well. You know, every so. single
0: episode, I, I we do the episode. And it's I don't know if this happens to you, but I'll give you a little insight of what happens to me. We do the episode. It's I almost have like a, a high afterwards from doing it that takes a couple hours to wear off. So, like, we finished the episode, I sit at my desk, I'm like, that was great, It had so much fun, and then a couple hours later, I'm thinking, just reliving the whole thing in my head, and I go, oh, I forgot to say this, <laughs> I yeah, forgot to say yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this was important. So, yeah, I think, you know, throughout all of these episodes, we're just going to start plugging in, you know, information, and filling the gaps kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. So. That last episode was pretty
1: interesting on a a behind-the-scenes scale for for Frank and I, because... We were both test, having, we, it was funny because we were talking about camera equipment and we we're both using new equipment and we had some little hiccups. Which is, it was completely <laughs> ironic. <laughs> and even, I don't know if anybody noticed, but the end of that last episode, the first half of the day, it was wrong. It was overlapped. Uh, my wife, Chelsea, messaged me and she said, Do you, were you guys talking over each other? And I said, we were more than normal in that one. But no, she goes, no, this is like a bad edit. So uh-huh. I jumped, jumped out of bed. Ran in here and I was like, oh yeah, it was, we were literally talking
0: over each other yeah. and I had to fix it and re-upload the oh, audio yeah. and re-upload the video. So. That's like worst case scenario, creating videos and content and stuff like that. Now imagine if yeah. you were a creator who, when you posted a video, it, it garnered like hundreds of thousands of views and then it was wrong and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. The good thing though is you still get those
1: views counted. So. Oh, okay. Well then there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. right. We'll take it all in stride. So we got the
0: um, hundred and fifty views or so that we lost on that. Yeah, still counted yeah. on the channel. So we'll put that in the in the ledger. <laughs> so the question, the question at hand, yes. What do you love about mini trucking, or what draws you to this scene, or what keeps you doing all of this stuff? Money. <laughs> well, then you're in the wrong business, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I've been doing it for so long, it's changed mm-hmm. over time. You know. Uh when I I've got into Forbidden Fantasy our mini truck club when I was eighteen. And then it was like coming out of high school, it was just a continuation of hanging out with friends and and then going to my first truck run, it was just like wow, this is this is insane. You know, like the uh the partying and just the I guess you could probably it's like if you went off to college and you got into a frat.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so that's that's where those th- those people go for their party or whatever. And for many truckers, it was
0: going to a truck run or a truck show and and just getting crazy. Yeah. No, you know, when you're young, because I, I started at the exact same age I started when I was 18. And uh, that's a really good way to put it, that it is kind of like joining a frat. You know, and it's interesting kind of in my personal case. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, Angie went to college. So when you know, really? after she graduated high school, um, she went to started going to San Francisco State. So she was really far away. I was here. I joined my first truck club, which is kind of funny. So Angie went off to college, and I went and joined a truck club. <laughs> <laughs> but and that legacy, then that legacy continues now. It does. It does. We still yeah. kind of have the same thing, same theme going on. But, yeah. um, but yeah, you know in in the beginning, it's just so much fun, and it's so new, and I'm pretty sure that you felt the same way, but when you're young in a truck club going to truck shows, that is like literally the only thing that matters, and it is it your is, whole I, week is just to get to the weekend to go to the truck run or truck show. I've said that
1: exact same thing. Mm. it is Monday, all you're looking forward to is the weekend, you know, if you work a, you not even if you work or whatever, because the things happen on the weekend but that's when the car show was it was like what's the next one what's the next one and back when i started it was truck runs you know my first rezo and then it was spring splash and then it was endless summer and council run and uh summer madness and just like you just look forward to all this stuff and and yeah and it just it consumed my entire way of life yeah same you know it uh yeah that's kind of how it was and 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 then through my twenties through my thirties, it was kind of the same thing, you know, and then it turned into like uh, bigger things. Like when you, you start with little or, or smaller shows and then you start to venture out into bigger shows, like, and then all of a sudden you start to figure out what SEMA is and you start, you know, it just all these different avenues that you can go down because of mini trucking.
0: It, You know what? And that's good. That was kind of somewhere in my notes. Like it's, this whole thing that I've been doing for the last 20 years has really opened up, it sounds cheesy, but opened up doors to so many things. And it was simply just going to truck shows and meeting people, you know, and kind of like, if you want to get a little motivational on it, you know, and advice for people doing this is just like, you got to show, just showing up like me, just going to a truck show and showing up has introduced me to so many people and, and put me in so many different things, you know? And yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I yeah I think that. that's a, that's a big thing is you just have to go mm-hmm. and I remember when I first got in, in Forbidden Fantasy I want to say the uh, probably about a year into it because I had my I had an 86 toy to pick up and uh, I had to pull the motor out and me and my buddy put a new one in and we painted the engine compartment and did all this stuff and made it look nice and I remember the first show I went to after that I went to by myself oh really yeah and I and a couple of the guys in the club showed up um and said, what's up? High fives. How's it going? And then they left and it was just me. And I didn't care that mm-hmm. I was by myself. You know what I mean? I was just having a good time. Yeah. And I think if you can do that, if you can go to an event alone or with a buddy and it doesn't matter if you're in a big club or a small club, you just enjoy that time because those, all those people are there for the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter who you're there with or or whatever. Right. And and it, and it opens up opportunities. It, and now you look at some of these people in their forties and what they're doing because they went to those car shows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, we're, we're examples of that, that like, it just shaped our whole, it just shaped our whole, not existence, but shaped our whole, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for. Like not existence, but it shaped something. I'll, it shaped I'll, us.
1: Like, sh- like your destiny almost. Maybe. I mean, that's getting pretty.: <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Well, ne- funny thing is, next weekend, I'm filming uh, a blazer that is being delivered to Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian. No way. Yeah, that's awesome. So, like that, all the things that I've done have led up has led me to this and we've had run-ins with Travis in the past and stuff like that, but it's like he's such a huge, huge superstar yeah. now. And it's just like, it, it's weird where it leads you, you know. What yeah, I mean? and and it could be anything. You never know. That's
0: really cool. That's really, is it that blade? Who the one that uh,
1: Hoagie Shine built? It's a different oh, one. Oh, So that one that he built was he didn't actually build it for Travis. He built it as kind of a marketing thing. Oh. Um and then this one is actually going to him. That's cool, man. He's, yeah, he's he's like, yeah, I'm delivering it next end of next week. We could film it beginning of the week, and I was like, cool. I'm just like, can I go with you? <laughs> you want me to film the delivery? <laughs> you just stand there with your camera.
0: You're like, hey, what's going on?
1: <laughs> I know. Just follow him out there. He looks at me. I'm in the Titan
0: behind him. Like, <laughs> like hey, <laughs> that's funny. That's really cool. That's really cool, man. So yeah. So from my perspective, what I'm just kind of going to go whatever what, over what you know I like about the truck scene and what draws me to it and what keeps me going back to all these shows. And I, i made a list and I put some thought into it. And I think the number one thing that keeps me going to all of this stuff and it's one word, it's culture. Like that's what I love the most about it. Now, um, I like going, getting into the scene when I was 18 and like, you know, growing in the scene, even before that, I was already interested in cars and car culture and stuff like that. And I remember reading books about sixties counterculture. And reading about all these people like Von Dutch and um, Ed Roth and like all of these these guys who did it in like the 60s and stuff like that. And it really got me interested in and wasn't until I got into the scene and like started like getting into it that I realized that like, oh, this is my culture. This is my version of the stuff that I read. And I, I say this a lot to a lot of people. And that's what, that's what keeps me going is I just love the culture, which is the culture is everything. It's like the trucks, the people, the shows, the travel, it's like everything, you know? And so that's what keeps me going in all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to keep going on that one. You thought I was going to say something else. I thought you were going to say something else. No, no, that was it. No, that's sort of like, yeah, that's sort of like why I keep doing it is I am fascinated by just, it's just fascinating to me that like, this thing is just this ever evolving scene, this ever evolving culture, this ever evolving bunch of people. And it's like, it seems to me like it's always a little bit different. Like every time we go to show and every time we travel, you know, it's always a little bit different. It's always exciting. And it just keeps, that's what keeps on making me go back, you know, keep, keep makes me keep doing what I'm doing. Well, what do you
1: think the biggest changes are from when you started doing it to now?
0: You know, that's a good question because like, if you looked at objectively, It's the exact same thing. Yeah. All we're doing is we're, we're building trucks or cars or we we use trucks as sort of like a general term. We are building these vehicles. We're still taking them to shows. We're still hanging out with our friends. That has the, that has not fundamentally changed to me. What has changed? It's kind of two things you said earlier, like, you know, when you were 18, you know, you, it was, you were different. Well, we've been doing this so long now that we've turned into different people. We're not the same people we were when we were 18. We we're completely different people. So to me, that's one thing that's changed is we just kind of, excuse me, <clears throat> we just evolve as people, as personalities, as, uh, you well,
1: know. we've grown up.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's one
1: way to put you know, it. And that's a good way to put and it. And I remember when I was 18, this is going to even through my early thirties, I was, I didn't want to grow up. I never did. You know what I mean? I thought this is what I'm going to be doing. Forever. I want my friends at my house all the time. I, I had the house where people would come and party, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And park their cars in the front yard. And and uh, this happened on the weekends and everything. And, and I just was like, I don't want this to ever change. And then there comes a time where you, you're okay with not doing that. Mm-hmm. And then there comes a time after that when you don't want to do that. And this is what yeah. I was explaining to you is it changed. A lot of things changed for me when I got into my, or I'm 45 years old right now. Um, when I, I think maybe 42 ish. I don't know what it was, but not doing things was just as much fun as doing things. And that, what do you mean? like I could not like waking up in the morning on a Saturday and not going anywhere. Is just as fun to me as going to a truck show yeah
0: no yeah you know what I I mean like I totally get that
1: I never thought that that was going to be something and and it's kind of the thing where you have to you have to be okay with that you know and other people Mm -hmm. have to be okay with that like especially in the when it comes to the truck club world because you you do have like groups of people that get older and don't do as much stuff as they did when they were younger, I guess. And then you have the younger people mm-hmm. that want to
0: do this. I don't know where I'm going with that, but no, I, well, my question is, is like, do you think, cause I feel that I feel that same way too. Like sometimes I have to like push myself to go to an event, you know, or, or do something. Do you think that's because since we look at it from this really unique perspective of doing this as a job that, that adds an element to it, like a guy who just you know has a normal job? Who does this stuff on the weekends? You know, maybe he doesn't look at it like that. Maybe he's just like it's still that way for him. Like he still just wants to get to the show and go hang out with his friends. Oh yeah, I th- th- I think that's that's that is definitely a part of it. But I also talk to people that don't do
1: it as a job, and mm-hmm. um, that are getting up in age and a little even a little bit older than me, and and they we talk about these <laughs> these these same things, you know, mm-hmm. like. I don't like they. Um, they work, and then on the weekend they just don't want to do anything. Where when you're yeah. younger, you work, and then on the weekend, you just want to go
0: do things. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're you saying. You see what I'm yeah. saying?
1: It's like, uh, and I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if that's just the people that I talk to, but it seems like uh,
0: it's it's part of the, of the whole thing. Just yeah, just yeah, like you said, just kind of growing up. But you know, that's it's that's a really important thing important way to look at it too and i think that really ties into my next uh thing that i want to talk about which is clubs and because you said earlier in the conversation like um you have to be comfortable sometimes doing stuff on your own you know and just and just kind of going to events and just having finding the fun in it Mm -hmm. and um when you're in a club that's i don't know some people Some people think like since you're in the club, the whole club has to do something and you have to go do all this stuff together, which is not necessarily the case. You know, you can still be in a club and do do things on your own and even hang out with other clubs. That happens to to me a lot. Like, you know, I'll go to an event, you know, a lot of the clubs not there and I have so many friends in other clubs that I'll just hang out with whoever is there. Yeah, I used to when I used to start going to SEMA, none of Forbidden Fantasy went to SEMA.
1: And I would it, was all severed ties and negative camber. And that's all I would hang out with. You know what I mean? And then, and, and I think people need to realize um, that that's okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a truck club, if you, and most of the people listening are in truck clubs, but if you, when you get into a club, the cool thing is like the camaraderie and like rolling into a show with a bunch of people and stuff. But you have to realize that doesn't happen all the time. And in fact, it doesn't happen most of the time, you Mm -hmm. know, there are um, some clubs that are bigger than the others and and, and whatnot. So they obviously have more people there all the time. But um, to me, at least personally, I I was always okay with, with just being me or me and a couple of buddies or whatever. I, but I do remember there was a time early on in forbidden when I first became president in like 98, to the early 2000s, where I would press everyone to, like, why aren't you here? Why aren't you doing this? Why are they someone didn't take their car to a show? And I'm like, why didn't you bring your car? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now I see as I got older, they were a little older than me. And then I got older and I saw, oh, I, I saw why they didn't or mm-hmm. they couldn't do this or whatever. And I don't have children. So most of the people in the club had children. And once those kids get to a certain age, it's harder. The
0: weekends become a little bit more. I mean, you're you're seeing it now with softball with your girls. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm busy all the time. And that's a delicate balance, especially for like what we do. And since I do this for a job, yeah, like it's a really delicate balance between doing family stuff and the truck stuff and going to shows and stuff like that. But yeah, it's important to find that balance because you could very easily slip into one way or the other. Because I've seen both happen. I've seen it where – and I, and I'm not – And I'm not saying that this is bad in any capacity. What I'm saying is I've just seen this happen before. You have people who get so far into the truck stuff that, you know, they they might neglect something in their personal lives that may affect them later. But also, there are some people who go the other way. They get so involved in their family life that they forget to, like... And that's not saying that the truck stuff is more important than the family stuff. What I'm saying is, is they forget to kind of almost take care of themselves and do what makes them happy. Oh yeah. And I've seen that, I've seen that happen a bunch of times. And what happens is, is you, you get so wrapped up in your, and, and I'm, and I don't want to say family, I want to just say personal stuff because everybody has personal stuff is different. You get so wrapped up in your personal lives that you forget to like take time for yourself and go do stuff that you like. And then eventually what happens is, is you get to the other end and realize like, man, I should have, you know, maybe I should have done some stuff to take care of myself and, and my, cause it's like a mental thing too. Like going to a show and having fun is, is a, you know, it's a, it's a positive mental thing, you know? No,
1: it is. And you, and I see it. There's so many people in our club that are so they're everyone's so different, you know what I mean? And I've seen like older members that I wish sometimes they would come hang out every once in a while just because, you know, it'd be nice to see them, but. Dude, There'll be five years has gone by since I've seen certain people. right Ten years has gone by, and you're, and, it, and it, I'll get a message or whatever on Instagram or a message on Facebook or whatever from these same people, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I should probably go." I'm like, "Dude, it's been five years since you've done something. <laughs> you know If you really want to, just do it if you, yeah, if you don't don't but, but yeah, you're right. You, you do have to take care of yourself and make sure that you're, or you're also having fun
0: personally. Yeah. And that's kind of to like get, get into a little bit deeper about me personally. That's sort of like what happened to me because I it's funny and I was going to bring this up to you to, to hear your perspective of it. You've been in Forbidden Fantasy. This is your first club and you've been in it ever since. I came from a, a different club. Uh, I joined my first club when I was 18 and then got out 13 years later. So I actually have a different kind of a unique perspective from it because You've been a part of Forbidden Fantasy, which is a big club. So you've always been part of a big club. I come from a small local club that I left and then joined Forbidden Fantasy, which is a big club. So it's kind of, I have an interesting perspective mm-hmm. on things and I wanted to bring it up. So my old club, Twisted Obsessions, I joined it when I was 18 and uh, which was in 2001, 2001. And then I left that club in 2014. So that's the, the time that I was in there. That club shaped who I am today. You know, it was a smaller club. It was a local club, but everything I did—I mean, those are my formative years. That's when you're when you're learning about life. Yeah. So being in that club taught me a lot about not only about being in truck clubs, but being you know, about in life in general. But what's the interesting perspective is is so I left that club, got into Forbidden Fantasy in 2014, a little no, actually a little bit after that, and now it's I can see both sides of it. I can see the perspective of coming from a small club, going to shows, and being with this really tight group of people, which is very small. I mean, it, it, we only ever had, you know, maybe 12 members at the most. I think maybe one time we touched like 20. I, I, it's been a long time, yeah. you know, but, but that's, you know, but we, we were in that. And so I went from that club and joined a club, which literally has hundreds of members all over the world. You know, we have our, our California chapters, we have our Texas chapters, our Canada chapters, uh, Australia, Japan, like we have all these chapters. And so my perspective of coming from a small club to a big club is this, when you're in a small club, you're, you're almost kind of like, and I'm sure it's in big clubs too, but my perspective from a small club, you're, you're so kind of like ingrained in each other's, you know, lives, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, you're so ingrained in each other's lives that sometimes it gets a little frustrating and like a little bit difficult. And then when I got to the bigger club, I'm sure that that exists in the same space. However, there are so it's such a you know wider scale of people and places that I, I haven't i really haven't experienced that being in forbidden fantasy now being in forbidden fantasy for uh what is that almost 7 years yeah, yeah. 8 years something like that you know which is a long enough time to to really get a grasp of both things and um so when i was in the in my old club i found myself doing that same thing i would like they would do local shows and kind of like do stuff in SoCal, but I wanted to go out. I wanted to, to go experience different things. So I found myself going to Arizona a lot. I found myself going up North and, um, because I was like that, I was like, I can just go to these things and have fun and find people to hang out with. And eventually it got to the point where it was just like, I was always hanging out with forbidden, you know, I was traveling and going farther and always hanging out with forbidden. And then, you know, after kind of like, you know, relooking at everything, I decided that like you know, I wanted to change gears and yeah. change paths. You well, know? It, it it does happen in the bigger
1: clubs because all the, essentially a bigger club is is just a lot of little clubs made into one bigger club.
0: That's a that's a good so that's a good way to put you it. You know,
1: you have we have San Diego, Southern California, Bakersfield, Central California, Northern California. You know what I mean? And and there's I don't know how many members in each chapter, but yeah, there's definitely that. <laughs> where people get a little bit too close and then uh-huh. whatever happens, happens. Um, but being in a big club versus a small club, I can say that the nice part about it is you can go, like, I can go to a show in Central California and there's a couple people there from the club or a show in um, Texas and there's a couple people there that's, you know, they're always, it's always different people. For the most part. And um so it's kinda nice. It's like a variety type thing, right? You don't you're not seeing the same couple of people all the time. Um Right. If that makes any sense. I know I just I had the thought in my no. head when you were talking, but it is. It's just like if you're like for you, you live in SoCal, so you're like, Okay, I'm gonna go to LST and you're gonna see some of the Houston guys, you'll get a sprinkle all the Dallas guys in there and then oh, I'm gonna go up to um, a show in SenCal and you're not gonna see those Dallas guys or those Houston guys, you're gonna see the Sencal Cal people. And then some of those SenCal people you also saw in Texas, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, it's always something a little bit different, and and I, and it's
0: kind of cool like that. And that's like one of my favorite parts of being in this club and being in a bigger club in particular is like. I get to go to places like Dallas and all of these things. And I get to be like one of my favorite things to do as we travel is I like going places and just like living in that moment and just being there. So like when I go to Texas and hanging out with the Texas guys, I want to be a Texan, you know, for like a weekend. And it's really neat to experience uh, all of these like different because they are cultures in themselves, you know, like yeah. you experience all these little different cultures and stuff like that. Like the experience you get hanging with the Dallas guys and Houston guys in Texas is a way different experience than you get hanging with the SenCal guys and like Lindsay. Yeah. Which is which is one of my favorite. Pl- I love Lindsay. Like I don't our viewers probably don't know what where Lindsay, California is, but it's this tiny little town. They have one stoplight. <laughs> And it's this tiny little SenCal town, and I, I just love that place. It like kind of, almost like resets my soul. Yeah. It's really weird. I can't I can't describe it. It's really it's a cool it's a cool place, but you know like yeah. So that that is one big difference of coming from a small club into a big club, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about about opportunities. You know, I will be blunt and very real with everybody. Being in Forbidden Fantasy has opened me up to so many more doors than. Uh, you know, being in my previous club, you know, being in my previous club and I'm not going to like mention names in particular, but, you know, uh, I'm just going to tell a quick story, being in a small club, being in Twisted Obsessions, you know, me and Angie, we, at some point, you know, doing what we do, having our brand, we got um, like, not a feature, but got mentioned in Mini Truckin'. We, uh, like our products were like featured in Mini Truckin'. And it was like, that was one of the pinnacles of my, you know, my career, I guess, you know, it was so cool. You know, we grew up reading this magazine pouring over every issue and I haven't had a feature truck. So I guess like someone who has a feature truck would, would have the same feeling, but this was my personal experience and pouring over this magazine for so many years. And to finally have your name and something you created in it was a big accomplishment. So we go to a meeting and we're like, Hey, you know, look at, look at this. Look at what, look at what we achieved. And one of the people there was like, what's that? I was like, we're in mini trucking. He's like, what's mini trucking. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Which wasn't, I'm not saying that that was like one of the things that made us, you know, leave that club, but it was just one of the memorable things. I was just like, hmm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's funny
1: when you come, when it comes to clubs in general, because there's so many, you know, if you're out there and listening to this and you're like, I want to get in a club, I just don't know which club to get in. And you, and you like go and like go hang out with clubs because like, they're not all the same. No, no. Every club is way different. Oh, there's some clubs that are way different. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just you, I don't want to say get in where you fit in, but you're going to get along with a certain different
0: type of people. You know, I have a, the perfect analogy for you. And uh, Jap from Freaks of Nature told me this one time, you know, because we it was a struggle going from, you know, it's almost like, I don't know if it's maybe not the same for some people, but for me personally, it was like almost like a huge life decision to leave this club that I was with for so long to pursue this other club and and now get into a different club. You know, it was a it was a big decision and it was almost like a almost like a I would like talk to people and get people's opinions. And it was it was a big thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one time talking to Jap, he put it pretty eloquently. He said, we're all part of a giant puzzle. Mini trucking is a giant puzzle. However, we come in little different boxes. So, like, we have to come in a box and fit with our little pieces that go into the bigger puzzle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to find the right little pack you fit in, you know? And sometimes that changes. Maybe sometimes you, fit, when you start, you fit into this pack and then, you know, you change and then you move, you know? That, but I think that's a really good analogy that yeah. clubs and, and people in general are much part of the much grander picture. Oh, yeah, big time. And, I mean?
1: and, and again, it, it, this goes back to the person... Trying like looking at getting into a club, or even if you're in a club, now, um, you don't expect that club to do things for you. You should do things for that club. Because right. if you're gonna, if you get into a club and you're expecting certain things, like the for the to, to change your life, it, that it does it's not how it works. Right. You know, being a, yes. being the club uh, forbid, the president of Forbidden Fanny since '98 now. Um, you know you see certain members come and you see certain members go and the ones that usually go are the ones that came expecting the club to do things for them right the only thing the club does for you is provide a space for you to hang out you know what I mean and, and a group of people like-minded people
0: to to gather and such you know what I mean I mean that, yeah. that's that's really it So, yeah, some, a lot of people ask me, they're like, I actually just recently got asked this question. They're like, what's the, what's the benefit of being a club? What's the the pros and cons, so to speak, you know? And I don't think I want to get into like specific pros and cons that seems, you know, a little too nitpicky, but what, Mm -hmm. but I think you're exactly right. You know, you, it's not like, (laughs) it's kind of to quote, john f kennedy it's not what (laughs) it's not what you could do or what your club can do for you it's what you can do for your club it's like what what you're going to take out of it and for me personally what i take out of a club is i just like being part of i take it for what it's worth but i like rolling up to somewhere and having all of these nice rides and having you know all of this like uh like like you said kind of camaraderie like this group of people rolling in you know, that's one part I like, cause like, and from my perspective, I always knew I was going to be in a club, even from being a young person, just, just learning about cars and liking cars. And that kind of goes back to the whole culture thing. I said, I, I knew I was going to be a part of a club. And I've said previously that my first thought was I thought I was going to be in a lowrider club, mm-hmm. you know, but I quickly realized that like low, a lowrider club isn't really my fit. You know, then I found mini trucking in a mini truck club and found out that, you know, it's a much better fit. It's also a lot cheaper. Well oh, yeah. Building a mini yeah. truck. Well I mean nowadays. <laughs> like, well I mean no it's still it's still cheaper. Yeah.
1: So I have some notes here. Uh there's there's these these words that people use to describe mini trucking, and I want to ask you which one do you think it is? A family, a sport, or a scene?
0: Oh man. I hear those all the time too. And I yeah. and I have some strong opinion. No, it's kidding, I don't really have a strong opinion, but I do have an opinion about that. And as always, this is just my opinion on it. Yes. I think it's a scene. You know, I think family is a family is an interesting word to me. You know, like and I'm not saying that I don't consider like all of these people in clubs and other in our club and other clubs in the scene in general as close friends. I consider some of these people very close friends, intimate close friends. But I family is a kind of a weird word. I've always yeah, I've I mean, always thought I mean, that. I'm in the same boat and
1: we've had that discussion before. And I even got some flack from a couple of our members one time because I told them like, it's not that I don't consider this a family, but I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I I consider these people, some of these people, like you said, my very good friends, lifelong friends, Mm -hmm. people I'm going to know until the day one of us is gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's just the way it is. Um, but family is a is a very strange word, especially when people are like <laughs> everyone says this like brother. Hey yeah. brother, you know what I mean? Like like I get it, and it's just the way some people talk and stuff like that. But um, it's just a it's always been a strange thing yeah. with me. And then sports, but the same thing with sport. That's awesome. always right. Is 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 it a sport? It's not a sport. Um, and if
0: it was, then we're all coming in last. <laughs> Yeah, sports, another way to weird way to put it. But let me add one more thought to the whole family thing, which is which people probably listening to are thinking like, hey, you hypocrite, you write FFF family all the time or FFF fam. Yeah. And I think that's just because it's kitschy. You know, it's fun. Like we, mm-hmm. we do so many things with the FFF like uh, thing that it's sort of just kind of like as a natural thing. Like, of course, you would use it like that. Like I refer, yeah. I refer to myself as FFF Frank. You know, like yeah. it's just kitschy. That's, it's fun. Is that four F's? No, that's three F. Sorry, Fu f, Frank. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And anyone that says
1: wants to give us crap about this not being a family or being a family, there's some things I've seen y'all do to each other that family wouldn't do. So, <laughs> so. now you're letting
0: out the the intimate. No, I was kidding. <laughs> oh no, everyone knows that there's some. There's some stuff. It's like with every club, though. Every club has that. The small clubs, yeah. the big clubs, and I guess that's kind of like contrary to what I was saying earlier about you know, um, you know, small clubs being so wrapped up in in their own business. Maybe that was you know not the the correct way to put it, but I'm just saying that there is a big difference between being in a small, tight knit group of people who who are just one locale, and mm-hmm. then uh you know tight knit groups of people who are for you know further spread out all over the. The world, well, and like I was, like I was saying, it still happens
1: in the spread out ones. Mm-hmm. But like, what happens in one chapter, the other chapter doesn't care. They don't want to hear that bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> it doesn't involve them. So. Right, I and mean, it's kind of you know, in at least from our perspective in our club, like you know, a lot of that it, it doesn't really escape most of that. You know, that bubble. I guess is a right way to say it. Yeah, it, and I've kind of kind of doesn't. Do I,
1: well, I've kind of. I don't want to say I kind of set the tone a long time ago that if, if there is drama quote unquote or whatever within the club or the chapter within two people, like handle it, keep it with like, you don't
0: put it on the club chat. So the other kind of interesting perspective of being from my perspective, being from coming from a small club and going into a big club is like, I used to look at clubs like forbidden fantasy and no regrets and severed ties and to me, you know, being younger in my old club, I would look at those clubs, and and it was almost intimidating if you think about it, you know, mm. like because these clubs are so big, they got so many members and so many rides and some amazing rides, you know, it was really intimidating to be from a small club from the desert and go to shows, and then you know, much later on, I I, I realized that you know everybody's cool and just everybody is fine, but you know, way in the beginning it was like that, like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, that's severed. You know, like, you, you almost didn't want to go, like, talk to severed or, like, because you didn't want to, like, piss them off or something because you might get beat up or something, you know? Oh, I know, that back in the day. <laughs> that, that was way back uh, in the day.
1: Yeah, they – um, you know, a funny thing, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier with the when you guys were in the magazine in Mini trucking, and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny the detachment now that we have with that sort of thing because I remember when – I first got into Mini Truck, and I don't remember who was editor of Mini Truck at the time, but there was like Mike Self, and I think Chartis and Courtney and and a bunch of these people, and and I idolized these people because they were the editor of a magazine, and I'm like this, it's like a fame thing, you know what I mean, almost like an actor or or a celebrity, but now an editor of a magazine, oh, and because you can only see these people at like a car show. Mm-hmm. You'd be walking around and be like, oh my God, that's uh so and so. They're the editor. And you didn't want to go up and talk to him because it felt intimidating. But now, <laughs> like, people now don't have that um, that same thing because of the internet, you could just DM them. Right. Well, yeah,
0: that's true. You that's know, true. You yeah. know what I
1: mean? Like, they're, they're like, we couldn't do that before. You couldn't even email. Well, you really couldn't even email them much back when I first started. But yeah, I always thought that was kind
0: of a That's so a funny thing. you should say that because that's actually one of my notes. And one of my notes Is being being kind of intimidated, you know, by these bigger clubs. You were intimidated, not intimidated, but like you said, you almost they almost were like, I guess pseudo celebrities. I don't know if that's the right word, but they were people that definitely you admired who did something right. And I have a very mm-hmm. funny story about Mike Finnegan um, because you know, starting out early two thousands consuming all the media I can for mini truck. And you're right. You're like, you remember how uh editors used to do like little, um, I, I don't know what they're called, but they would like, just have like a little blurb. Like the editor would say something and be like, they're that month's thoughts. The editor's thoughts, right? Oh, that you mean the editorial? editorial. Yeah. they're <laughs> Yes. That thing. Um, you know, I would, I would read the magazine. I'd read those and it was, and yeah. it was like, you were reading the personal thoughts of all these people. And so one night, uh, one time we're down in orange County at a cruise night. I'm with my club. We're hanging out. Everything's cool. And this uh, square body dually comes in. It was green body dropped. And he just comes in, you know, skates in, boom, lays it out. And I'm like checking out the truck and I'm looking at it and, and the door opens and Finnegan walks out and I'm like, and I look up and I like, cause you know, the editorials always had the picture of the person. Right. So I know I knew mm-hmm. what he looked like. And I'm like, are oh, you Mike Finnegan? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, Dude, you write about the coolest shit. I read every one of your articles. Like I was totally fanboying over from Mike again. <laughs> and now
1: and the funny thing is now he's a real
0: celebrity. Oh yeah, that is true. Yeah, he is a legit celebrity yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So that that's funny that that like you know that that happened to me a couple of times, and then even like be after being in the scene for you know over for fifteen years, and then even getting into the big club, you're like. I mean, it's, it's interesting because once you meet the people, you realize, oh, you know, they're just cool people and we meet all sorts of people every single day. But sometimes I find myself, I'm like, you know, I'd be talking to someone and I'd be like, man, you know, 10 years ago, like I would thought like this guy, like, you know what I mean? You don't understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say like, it was a weird kind of like uh, experience going from like learning about people, reading about them and and watching them build stuff and then meeting the person. And then you kind of have like this like surreal moment where like, oh yeah, wow, this like, just a normal dude that I'm talking to, you know? Yeah. I remember the
1: transformation for me when I went from being the guy that didn't know anyone to the guy that started his own magazine. And Lance Martz at the time was the editor of Mini yeah, Trucking. And he wrote in the editorial of Mini Trucking. Like, me and Lance, we still are friends, but uh, we were friends back then. And he was good friends with Sean Thurman and doing some projects in the magazine. Sean Thurman from our Dallas chapter. Well, so here's me and Galen starting this magazine. And then all of a sudden we put a mini truck on the magazine and now we're competition. Oh, right. And Lance wrote in the mini truck and editorial about grinder magazine. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's just like, basically, you know, so it was funny the transformation of going from looking up to these people to almost being one of them. And, and now I don't know, you know what I mean? Now being that person that a lot of people
0: will, We'll message yeah. and ask questions and stuff like that. To so. be completely honest, that's where we're at right now. We've sort of like come full circle because now without sounding conceited or anything, we are now those people. Like people watch our stuff. They watch our videos. They like what we do. Yeah. You know, they like, they want to talk to us and hang out, you know, which I, I yeah. love. I, that's one of my favorite parts of doing all this stuff. And it's happened a couple of times, you know, no one specifically, but a couple of times we'll go to a show and I like hanging out with anybody. Like you want to come hang out at the booth at a show come on by, I got, you know, I got liquid deaths, I got beer, like, if you want to hang out, right, and I find myself sometimes, like, someone will come to the booth, hey, man, I you know, it's really great to meet you, I like your stuff, I'm like, thanks, and I'm like, hey, man, you want you want a beer, you want to hang out, and they're like, no, I just want to say hi, and I'm like, oh, I thought we were going to hang out, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's because we we are, um, we just, we, we were those people, mm-hmm. so we knew what it was, you know, and, and I'm the same way, it's just like, yeah.
0: And that's why I try really hard right now to be very like kind to people. I mean, that's you should be kind to people anyway. Like that, you should yeah. just be kind to people. But I really try hard to be kind to everybody. Take care, listen to them, you know, because they're excited. They want to tell us about what they're building, what they're doing, and I am genuinely interested in it too, you know. And it's yeah. and I and it kind of like takes people aback sometimes because we'll go to a show, I'll meet somebody, and they'll tell me about their stuff, and then you know next year we'll come back. I'm like, hey man, how's your project? How's your you know Toyota yeah. you're working on? They're like. Oh, wow. You remembered talking about said, Yeah, I remember talking about that, you know, so, which is crazy because I don't remember
1: a lot of things. Oh, no. I barely remember well, sometimes what me and you talk about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I'll remember, I'll like at a show. someone will walk up and it'll just like click that memory and like have a conversation about yeah. it. And it's really cool. Yeah, that
0: is cool. So um, what else is on your notes? So there? Yeah. So we're kind of ripping through this thing because the next thing that, that I had on my list is trucks. Trucks specifically, you know, like trucks that we like. That could be a that could that could be its own topic on its. Well, itself, I know that's man. Hey, any of these topics
1: can be well. could Well, this is mini trucking. Uh-huh. We could the topic could be mini trucks. Oh, okay. Well, I mean that could be a total different one. But I mean, yeah, we can get into. Well,
0: the only. Well, actually, if we maybe we won't get into like specifics. But one thing that I wanted to tie this conversation together with, sort of going back to what I like or what we like about the scene and what we like about mini trucks in general, and is the is this thing that like years and years ago, I had this, uh, this Mazda, it was, a, it, was it was actually Angie's Mazda <laughs> when I was driving it a lot of the time. So we had this Mazda, it was a black standard cab on hydraulics. And I remember driving it one time and I'm like, you know what, this is my generation's like 32 Ford. You know what I mean? Like the, if you were to look at, at a 32 Ford high boy, like that is the quintessential hot rod. Like you, you, you identify that car with hot rod culture. Now I'm not saying Mm -hmm. Mazdas specifically are that, but I'm just saying that like these Mazdas and Toyotas and the trucks we're building are our generation's 32 Ford in the sense that when they were building 32 Fords back in the you know after the war in the in the the late 40s and 50s, you know they were taking cars that no one wanted that were cheap. Like you could buy a body for 10 bucks, you could buy a motor for you know 20 bucks, and you could build this relatively Mm -hmm. cheap, really cool piece of machinery. And to me. That's what mini trucking is, mini trucks in general are today. They I mean, granted, that's a little bit different, but you know, in the height of it, they were cheap vehicles to do cheap modifications to to go take them yeah. to a run and have a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Then that was but that that generation now is is different. So that was your generation, whereas that generation is now different. So yeah. what are kids that are 16, 17? What is accessible to a 16 and 17-year-old kid
0: now? Well, there's bad news about that. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, but also you have to look at uh, VWs too. Oh, yeah. So VWs were also excess, like anything that's, when you're 16, 17, 18, um, that's, a, that's a grand or a couple grand, that is going to be popular. You know what I mean? And create a scene into itself. And that's what mini trucking was. And then as people got older, in their 20s with a little more money, a little more customization, a little more this, a little more that. And... uh Same with the VWs, and I would I would say same with the like the full size the NBS trucks now with with some of the younger guys. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I mean, you go to these truck shows, and there's hundreds and hundreds of these NBS trucks with exhaust and performance mods, and you know what I mean. And and that's kind of what they're they're doing because that stuff is is cheap, relatively cheap. You know, yeah. Uh, After after the OBS trucks, OBS trucks now are are out a little bit out of reach for people. But you could still find a and a mid to high mileage NBS truck for you know three grand, four grand. That's a little bit beat up. Mm-hmm. Throw some stock wheels on it, some upgraded stock wheels, factory reps or whatever, mm-hmm.
0: and a uh, couple of cheap performance mods, and you're off to the races. Yeah, no, that's you know I didn't really think about that, but yeah, you're right. That's because we are, you know, we are of an older generation, I guess. But you know, yeah, we are, and a lot of the a lot of guys don't think. A lot of guys will talk crap about.
1: Those guys. But it's just like, no, they're doing what we did. Mm-hmm. And they're also exactly doing what the guys in the 60s did with Mustangs and Camaros. They're just doing it with trucks. Right.
0: And then the, those there were people, you know, it, when we were building trucks that looked at it like, this is ridiculous. You know, it's just, that's, just, that's just a generational thing. And I we won't it get is, way into that. Yeah. But that's just, it always happens. Um, but to, to touch back on a couple things. Uh, one, the VW thing. The VW scene and the mini truck scene have been so parallel to each other. And it's so interesting when you listen to builders, like really well-known builders who build amazing, you know, automobiles in this day and age, they always say one of two things. I started in mini trucks or I started in Volkswagens. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Even a lot of the C10 guys, it's one or the other. Well, yeah, that, you know, the C, yeah, the C10 scene is growing exponentially. It's getting so big. And like you've said before, a lot of those C10 guys are just crossing over from mini trucks. And that's why we Mm -hmm. say mini truck is such a blanket term because they're, Mm -hmm. to me, maybe they don't agree with me, but to me, those people are still mini truckers. Oh, they a hundred percent. and,
1: and, there's a buddy of mine, uh, in the video world. He's also a mini trucker, um, but he does like, uh, you know, for a living, he does a lot of video stuff for like HBO and and things like that. But and he's actually, I want to get him on here and as, as a guest once we start doing the guest stuff. But we've been back and forth, going back and forth with this documentary that we want to create. We need to do it because we were talking the other day because um, one of I uh, one of the old editors and founders of street trucks magazine passed away. Mm. And we were like, Hey, we need to start interviewing these guys. Cause there oh, are yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: they're, you know, we're not getting any younger. Right. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, we, we kind of want to um, create a documentary where we show, like if you were 16 years old, 17, 18, and you're first, and you went to a truck run at La Paz and you partied and, and you know, from that, you are now like your, your career is built around that. Mm -hmm. Like that swayed your entire life. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you were 15 and you're like, I want to be a firefighter. And then you went to a, this truck show (laughs) and you're like, no, I want to do something with trucks. And now you're like, you know, so no, that's a really
0: interesting way to put it. That's a really interesting way to put it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't even know where that whole thing started, but that whole conversation started, but that's why well, I was just I ended. It, yeah, it
0: just started that. I was saying that like you know, from my perspective, my I was just saying that my my Mazda was my generation's thirty two Ford. Is where, is oh yeah, yeah, saying. and then we're okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's where my brain just kind of shuts off. I sometimes I'll
1: I'll start talking and then I will just go down an entire. Converse, I will take the conversation into something that it didn't even intend to start with. That's podcasting, baby. That is that is just no, that's just me in general. (laughs) So, if you ever are like, what the F is he talking about? Yeah, that's Frank was asking about these VW guys, and and, and now he's talking about doing a documentary and
0: firefighters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, final thoughts, final thoughts. Mini trucking for life. I like that. <laughs> I, you know, um, I, I love mini trucking. I love mini trucks. And and like you know, we were just talking about how some people they started mini trucks, like the C10 guys or hot rod guys or like all these different guys. They started mini trucking and they move on to these different things. Um, I, I maybe. Maybe holding me back, but I, I like this man. I like what I do. I, I like think, these trucks. I don't.
1: I, I don't think that's holding you back. I think it's something that there's other things that might be holding you back, but like finances.
0: Oh, I thought you're gonna.
1: <laughs> no, because like if you were to if you were if you had a lot of money, you would like build that Ford.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's not true. a mini truck.
1: You would probably have a '64 Impala. Like if you had a lot of money. That's true. Right. And that's the thing with, that's what mini trucking is though. It's like we do with what we can, you know what I mean? And we can take these little trucks and have no remorse about cutting them up yeah, because they're, because they're not, they're not like a million dollar vehicles or they're not rare. Now they're probably are getting more rare anyways, but that's just kind of what it is. But yeah. I like, I like mini trucking because like you said, it's a blanket statement and you don't, like, you could do anything. A mini trucker can build anything and still be a mini trucker. hmm Right? So, you could build a C10, lay it on the ground. You can tell who's the mini trucker and who is not the mini trucker. Oh, I bet. Or even uh, supercars or even, I mean, there's mini truckers that own supercars now and they're completely modified. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, it's just like. So it is one of those things. You could you see it in when you watch Roadkill with Finnegan, you still see the mini trucker in him. Mm-hmm. Um Trey Five, Jeremy, you know. Um, he probably will never build a mini truck again, but the way he builds his vehicles at his shop are influenced by his mini trucking days. Yeah.
0: There are so many, so many builds now or so many like scenes that you know lend from from the mini truck scene as far as like suspensions and building and all sorts of stuff. You know, but um And I and I think it's just it all comes down to mini truckers aren't scared. That's a good oh, I like that.
1: They're not scared I like to that. you know, they're not scared to cut the back of a, an entire truck off. That's true. They're not scared to cut a door handle out. They're not scared to do anything where maybe a typical like uh I don't want to say typical, but maybe there are car builders out there, people out there that just go, well, well I'm not gonna cut my frame. Yeah. I'm not gonna do this or Cut this, you know,
0: yeah no that's that's really that's a really good point, so yeah, so my my final thoughts on the whole thing is is um the the mini truck scene in general is ever evolving, I still like doing it, I see it only getting better, we can get into a whole conversation about that about people who say things are not like they were or things used to be better back in the day, you know that's a whole topic on its own, but I do anyone
1: anyone that says that's just making an excuse
0: oh could be
1: if you say, if you say oh the good old days i wish i could do that again they're mm. just making an excuse for not doing it because that's true it still happens i have my own opinions about the future of mini- and i even have the future with a question mark written down right here
0: oh it's how um, how uh how mysterious <laughs> the future what, question
1: mark I, yeah well the future of mini trucking yeah. in general no know, i get you it. it i get
0: it which could be a, another whole long conversation, but I, I'm just trying to wrap up, you know, my thoughts on it. I think the scene is doing really well. I think trucks are doing really well. I think we're building better trucks now than at not, I don't want to say at any other point, cause there've been some amazing trucks that have been built over the years, but I think mm-hmm. with the access that we have to knowledge, number one, I think the, the access we have to knowledge is great. I think the, um, the access we have to material and parts is better than it's ever been technology for that stuff is as as good as it's ever been. And people are really, in my opinion and my, from all these travels and and really looking at it, people are really starting to, to take their time to build these things. It's not 20 years ago when we were doing whatever, literally whatever it took to get this truck on the ground and get it bagged so we can go cruise it. Now it's, I want to get this truck on the ground to go cruise it, but I want it built to a spec that is of hot rod quality or, off-road capability quality to where it is a fully functional thing that that is that's going to work every single time
1: yeah well and also people have more money and and you know that, what I mean when, you, when you're in your 40s up. yeah in your 40s you just you simply have more money and that's when you're young you don't have as much money you do what you can when you're older you can you you're doing the things now that you wanted to back then you're just more capable mm-hmm. you know with like you said it comes naturally knowledge and finances, yeah, you know, essentially, but and yeah, it's just everybody
0: um, just continuing to do, and it, like, kind of like one of the points that I was trying to make with like the 32 Ford analogy is the mini truck scene has gone through the same evolution. People start off building very cheap hot rods, and then 40 years later, they're building million dollar four or 50 years later, whatever, however many years it is now. Now they're building million dollar hot rods. Now I'm not saying that people are going to build, make million dollar mini trucks. I'm just saying that is the same trajectory of starting with these, you know, basic things and then evolving into make creating this art, automotive art, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, well, most of the guys that are building
1: mini trucks now to that caliber are Either one have built mini trucks, have moved on to something else, and now we're coming are coming back around to the mini truck stuff because they're like, "Oh, um, I want to build a Toyota like I had when I was younger," and but I want to do it because now I've now I have more all this more knowledge, you know.
0: Oh yeah, and that's happening so much. Like that's yeah, happening I, a lot. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if it's a, it's. I don't know. I have my own opinions on that, and I'm kind of not yeah voice them on this, but
0: that's fine, and you know well, we got a lot we have a lot of time to talk. We have a lot more episodes coming up, so we have a lot more time to talk.
1: Yeah, and you know what we need to do. We need to end this episode so we can st- record an intro to the episode.
0: Okay, yeah, we could do that. Um, all right, so the only other thing that so I, I mentioned it in last week's episode that I came ill prepared with dates. And locations and stuff for shows. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Starting with the council show last week, I didn't know when it was going to go down. It's going down this Sunday. So <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, the show will have passed, and people will be like, "Well, we could use that information." Last week. Oh. So pil- are you taking your? Are you taking the forerunner? Uh, I am. Yeah, I'm going to take the forerunner down. I'm going to. Did you um, go?
1: Um, did you replace your rusty lug nuts yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> So much for pride in your club logo, Frank. Right,
0: I know, right? No, I'm like I've said this. I've said this to a lot of people actually, just recently. You know, for as much as we do this as a hobby, and we have so much pride in these vehicles and stuff like that, I'm the worst car show or car truck show truck owner. I'm as really your, bad at as, it.
1: As as your club president, Frank, uh huh, you need to replace your lug nuts and take a little bit of pride in that back logo.
0: I will not probably do that. You have to do that. You can't have rusty lug nuts. I know. Uh, so, yeah, so that's the council show. I'm going to change the subject real quick. Uh, that's the council show. But also, I have the dates for Neptune's Net, the show we were talking about last week. That is July 30th, July 30th. And that's hosted by Mini Truck Revival. And then Dockweiler, also uh, hosted by Mini Truck Revival, is October 9th. So oh, cool. keep those dates in mind. And, uh, and these are all, these are all,
1: th- yeah. And these are all things you're taking the forerunner to. I am. I can't wait to have something to take to those, especially Doc Weiler. It's coming. Yeah, it is. It is coming. Cool. Very, very, very fast too. But I, I kind of like with the OBS that I'm doing, I kind of was like, I don't want to take that to Doc Weiler.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I get it like uh brother Dave from the club. We call him brother Dave because we have many Daves and he just happens to be the brother of another member, Rob. So we call him brother Dave. quick explanation brother Dave uh was thinking the same thing he's like well he has a full-size OBS and he's like well you know I would say just go it's an experience like even if you had a full size truck or a mini truck or whatever it's it's an experience for sure yeah and that's That's going to be a cool episode when we get uh, Vic on to talk about that whole scene, too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. And that's actually what we're working on right now. So hopefully we have guests soon. We said that on last week's podcast, but we're saying that again. We're working on it. So hopefully we can uh, have guests We're still
1: trying to figure out our technical difficulties here. So once we can't figure out, we're figuring out everybody
0: else's, too. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, cool. Well, that it? That's it. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.